Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Find Whit Davis Lumber Plus Ladies Night on Facebook for all the details. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's time for the basketball insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Good afternoon, Bart. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Doing great. Let's start you off with this. I just got moments ago from Little Rock Basketball. That is Little Rock head basketball coach Daryl Walker announced the signing of Jalen Crocker Johnson to a national letter of intent. 6'7", 195-pound forward. Recently graduated from Warren High School in San Antonio, Texas, where he left as the program's all-time leading scorer and rebounder. He was a three-star recruit, according to ESPN, and was twice named his district's MVP. So nice add-on, it sounds like, uh, for Daryl Walker and the Trojans. And listen, Coach Walker has done a great job of really, Randy's almost had to fill, refill the whole roster. Mm-hmm. And so he has got it. He's gotten some quality players, Jalen, and then, of course, uh, Cordis Williamson's son, Craig Williamson. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really great pickup for them. And he's, and Creed is by far the youngest person on the roster. So he decided to go to a route where he's mixing in some veteran players, you know, grad transfers and some transfers that, give them the stability and strength of a, a body right away that can compete. And then two high school players such as Jalen and Creed kind of balance it out. and they, They're going to win basketball games, Randy. Uh, Coach Walker's done a really great job at ULR. That is a nice add-on. Uh, let's uh, talk with Danny. Danny, never mind, Danny. Okay, uh, we have a question for you by way of our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback and I hope I can read this uh, and make it um, make sense okay okay Jim says can Bart tell us from last year's roster on the inside the spots or roles that will be hard to fill with 
this current year makeup. So, again, uh, last year's roster on the inside, the spots for rows that would be hard to fill with this year's current year makeup. Uh, this is going to sound crazy because he played limited minutes, but Kamani Johnson is the one guy that I feel like came in the game and was an automatic boost of energy mm-hmm. and physicality that he, Randy was almost a production machine for the limited amount of minutes he was in. He was always around the basketball. Rebounds, steals, block shots, putbacks. He just had such a high energy level, and he was so physical for his size. He played well above his his height of 6'7", 6'8", but certainly I think that that is a spot, even though it's a limited spot, I think that that is a spot on the interior that the way the current roster is made up that I think is a hard spot to fill. Because there's no real physical presence, at least on this roster, is there? Is there a guy that, no. you hate to ever use the word enforcer, but a guy that's going to go out there and say, I'm, I'm going to show you we can be physical too. Is there anybody on the roster well, like that now? Well, Davenport, Davenport is that guy. Is he? Okay. Yes, he is. He's kind of got the, uh, I compared him to kind of Kenyon Martin type of little nasty streak in him, and he's got a lot of physicality. So we're, we don't have someone that we, to reference from last year that was on the roster, but I think certainly somebody that's coming in. And even though that he's smaller, guys, Trayvon Mark is that guy, too. He's a, a much perimeter player, of course, on the wing. But he's got that toughness and physicality where he plays well above his size on the defensive end. So he'll play much bigger than, than his size shows at 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Actually, they show Mark, at least on this roster that's uh, from hogsports.com, they've got Traymond Mark at 6'6", six, six, and Jermaine Davenport at 6'6". Six, six. Davenport... 215, which sounds a little light. And uh, Mark, whoo, he's really light. 6'6", yeah. 185. Yep. But excellent. Both of them are excellent defenders, Randy. And I, listen, I, I wouldn't argue with the what they've got out, but Davenport looks bigger than 215 to me, of course. That's, uh, I guess, if you're looking at 6'6 six, six and a half, 215 versus, let's say, they fall at 6'6". Eight or six nine two oh five, you know, with six six two fifteen is a pretty. It is not heavy, but it's certainly enough where you could see it, it would be described as a college ready type body. Uh, but certainly, Trayvon Mark's physicality at that size is really, really, really remarkable because he plays extremely physical well, on Kam- the defensive end. Well, to me, Bart Kamani was the perfect banger. Six, yeah. six to six eight, whatever he was, six seven, probably went at least two twenty five, if not two thirty five. But he was put together. He was a banger. I mean, the only thing that's missing from that guy's game was his offense. If he could, yeah. have, if he could have had even a mid range jumper that, that you could have depended upon. Uh, I mean, he he. It, everyone now wants you the term. He's got the dog in him. He had the dog yeah. in him. And, Ooh, uh, he had the dog. He's the definition of a dog. Yeah, Randy. and uh, would love to uh, bang with the best of them. 
But um, just that limited range, well, you called it putbacks, but um, that's about the equivalency of what he really had to offer was tip-ins and and because um, it was you just didn't know what to expect once he went to, even to the free throw line whether or not he was even a, a 50 percent free throw shooter on a consistent basis and, and i think that's why Jalen graham guys if you want to look at i know it's not a role but if you want to look at an x factor for a guy if they could swap some talents and skill set if Jalen graham had that dog with his skill set he would be a top 10 uh, NBA draft pick. He's that talented. And I'm, I'm seeing reports that he's gotten heavier, gotten stronger. And so I think one person to really watch, especially early on, is to see what Jalen Graham, if his disposition kind of changes and he begins to compete a little bit harder on the defensive end, plays a little stronger, that's someone where you could, if he could get there on the defensive end, you could really upgrade because his skill set's so high. From a coaching perspective, I'll let you try to read the mind of Coach Muss uh, in regards to his set down with Jalen Graham at the end of the season. What do you think he told him, not just to get minutes, but to possibly just come back and be on scholarship? i got to believe he threw the gauntlet down with him. I, I would say that you're right. I think Jalen. I think the conversation probably went. Coach Musk explained Jalen Graham is as talented of a six eight, six nine big guy that I've seen in a long time. I say big guy meaning length and, and playing what I would call a three or a four type position. But his offensive skill was enough that I think just kept Coach Musselman and in, in the staff intrigued of what he could be. But I think he laid it down for him and said, look, if your current level of defense and competitive drive stays where it is, your minutes are going to stay where it was last year. We're not promising you any more minutes. So you're going to have to come in here and transform yourself. But I I guarantee you guys, he said, if you give me, and I don't know what the analytics would be, but he probably put a hard number behind it. If you can give me five rebounds a game and two block shots because he has the length of, to be a, a rim protector now a perimeter rim protector but a rim protector nonetheless if you give me five rebounds two blocks or, or two steals a game I'm going to get you enough minutes where you can get double digit points because Jalen Graham can put the ball in the basket he's got some of the most incredible touch I've, I've seen in a long time out of a college basketball player so it is basically, you give me something on the defensive end, I give you minutes to score mm-hmm. consistently on the court. Well, they've got him up to 6'10", for what it's worth, on the uh, on the current roster. So, yeah. um, he, again, Davenport, Davenport 6'6", 215. Makai Mitchell still 6'10", 240. Uh, Traymond Mark... 6'6", 185, Jalen Graham, 6'10", 220. So I do believe he's put a little bit of bulk on. Uh, Bay Fall, 6'10", 210. Gosh, when you look at that, and we think of Bay Fall is needing to do nothing but stay in the uh, training room and the the food line. 
And uh, there's only a 10-pound difference there, and they're both at the same height. Yeah, and, and it, it's, he's a, that's a slight 210 guys. I've I've seen him. If you look at Kellel Ware, which was probably somebody we'd have loved to have in the portal, Khalil was really slight, but his legs and base were so strong. And it was really – a lot of people didn't notice it because they were looking at his upper body. But his bottom half was so strong, and he was so physical – Bayfall is one of those because he just he's thin both top and bottom, and so he really does need to focus on the weight room immediately. And the training table, he needs to. Uh, That's right. Eat right, but uh, I'm sure they'll give him liberty with a lot of calories. So, eat, drink some of those milkshakes. See, see if they can't put a little bit of weight on you. That's right. That's right. Uh, Layton Blocker six two one eighty. Joe's opinion six five one ninety five, Devo Davis six four one eighty five. Boy, that looks that looks misleading. Devo looks bigger than one eighty five today. Way bigger. That's another one of those Davenport. Davenport looks way bigger, and I promise you, Devo Davis. What do you think, Randy? Rick two hundred one ninety five two hundred. Yeah. I would I'd say, say two hundred. Yeah. 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 Certainly. Really physical, and Lade Blocker is going to be the most physical freshman that we have seen come through. True freshman come through the program in a long time. Laden is extremely fit. He's got wide shoulders, plays extremely strong, and really up tempo can guard. So I, I think Razorback fans are going to be really pleased. And I've had a chance to spend a ton of time in the gym with Laden, and he's just continued to develop. But he works really hard on his fitness and being prepared, both mentally and physically. I think he is going to wow Arkansas Razorback fans with his physicality and burst of speed in the open court. I think he's a throwback to Corey Beck. Yeah. From what I, I what video I have seen of Layton, he looks like a throwback. He can score, but he's not a scorer. But uh, well, it's kind of like. Uh, Corey was. Corey wasn't a noted scorer, but he could score. Uh, but boy, uh, he was the master at the hand check, body check. Uh, I think Layden Blocker's got a chance to do the same thing. Uh, I agree, Randy. I've I'm, I'm not been a big fan of the prep school route, but I think it really, Layden was a great player before. I think it really helped him going to Sunrise and getting that exposure on the national stage where week in and week out he was getting challenged. I think it really made yeah. a big difference in his game. That's a good point because uh, it's going to be a step above in most cases than your average high school. So that's a that's a good point. Uh, L. Ellis is six three one eighty. Now these guys um, you may have had a chance to see. I haven't. I can't remember this past year. Uh, particularly when Arkansas played Louisville out in Maui. They were so bad, we probably turned it off about halfway through because the game was over by half. Well, they were bad. Yeah. They were a bad yeah. team. Yeah. What, they win four games? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He averaged about 18, but I he didn't. I don't remember uh, L- Ellis in his game against Arkansas. Uh, Trayvon Brazil, 6'10", 220. He's put together for he, 220. Uh, he, that's misleading, too, guys, because either he's 
that's misleading or he just looks big because his shoulders are wide. It looks like that he's put on a lot of weight. I would say that he's probably closer to 235, 240. Uh, it's been said almost every roster that you ever see at the collegiate level, just as the NBA, I think they had uh, Anthony Black, what, six six and three quarters in his bare feet, and yep. then six seven once he put the shoes on. Um, but that surprises me that Arkansas would underscale on the other side, on the other hand, the weight of a player. I can see yep. fudging a little bit here and there on the height, but not on the weight. What would be the advantage? Well, I just I guess it could depend upon when they weighed them. That's exactly right. I was just about to say, Randy, because I don't remember weighing any time in college except the first day I got there. So if that's something that they guesstimate or just don't do it that often, because you, Trayvon Brazil is one of those like like where he's got a bigger lower half and he's got really wide shoulders. Guys with a bigger frame like that can put on weight in a hurry. So it might be just, Randy, they're just not looking at weight that often. or Got taking you. Got you. Well, I know they upgraded size-wise on Graham because he was uh, uh, formally listed at 6'9", and they bumped him up to 6'10". Up to 6'10". Okay. And yep. then Keon Minifield, 6'1". Wow. 150? Yeah. <laughs> It, but he is an offensive machine. Holy He's smokes. an offensive machine. He, guys, he could be the best one out of that group. And I say could be. I, I think he is all around. Man, the guy can flat out score and score in a hurry. So these droughts where we would go through and not have a shooter, this guy can off the dribble, catch and shoot, finish for a guy that slight finishes really well, gets into contact, knocks down free throws. He's an all-around offensive weapon. <laughs> wow. I, I would think he needs to put on a little, little bit of weight, though, Bart. Um, yes, he does. It's going, it's going to be hard to believe at 150 he can finish around the rim. Uh, Khalif Battle, 6'5", 185. And to your point, Randy, the SEC is not like the West Coast. I have a lot of, a lot of respect for the West Coast. The SEC basketball is as physical as you're going to get, just like Big East basketball. So, Midfield's going to have to to finish against quality guards in the SEC. He's going to have to bulk up and add some weight, certainly, because I think the best guards in the country, from a physicality standpoint, are no doubt in the SEC. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think of all the guards that Arkansas has had recently. I can't, I can't remember a guard that, this size, um, 150 pounds. Yeah. That's uh, again, that's rather small. He's small. Uh, Bart, the attention in some regards has it moved from the 2024s to the 20. 25s. Has Arkansas begun to turn the page, so to speak? They they have, but they're still really focused on the 2024s because there is so much talent out there. So they're eyeing from 2024 perspective 
Of course, Honor Botang just got back. So he's been to several camps, but he just got back from Italy or is coming back today uh, as part of that Adidas Euro camp that has not, they haven't done it in, I think, five or six years. But I'm hearing reports when you when you come back and the experts are saying the draft-ready players that Honor Boateng was in the top three players out in that Euro camp. He absolutely dominated from a physicality standpoint, averaged 10 points a game, right at six or seven rebounds. But his ability to play multiple roles is something that Coach Musselman and them, I think they feel like they have to have because this is a young man that's 6'5", two, uh, he's 210, I would say, right now, and hadn't lifted a weight. He's mm. just a credible, freakish, athletic talent. And then Trey Johnson is an Oklahoma City guy that plays uh, right next door, who's the number one player in that 2024 class that's a guard. Randy, that's a little bit different, kind of a throwback guy, like Likes the mid-range game. Probably one of the best mid-range games I've seen in a long time. Would take a mid-range before he'd take a catch-and-shoot three, but he's big and he's physical. And I think until they lock down one of those two, they're still very much focused on that 2024, even though they are certainly looking hard at the 2025. And on Burgess went to that uh, Euro camp as well. Randy was also listed as one of the immediate draft-eligible guys I think he was the youngest guy on the roster and performed extremely well against much older players. All right, Bart, hang on. We got some more questions for you, if you can. That is Bart Reed. Pure sweat basketball skills, thanks to Martin Orthopedics, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. At the Stanley Wood, Chevrolet, and Scott Wood Chrysler dealerships in Batesville, Arkansas, we know that Arkansas high school and college baseball are as good as they've ever been. Just like our 2022 trucks, cars, and SUVs that are rolling into our Batesville location. Hustle over today and let our award-winning sales team at the Wood Family Dealerships help you find just what you're looking for. Or you can view our selection online at swood.com. Good luck this year to all of our Arkansas high school and college baseball teams around the natural state. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Mamel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Hi, folks. It's David Basil with some big news from the Riverfront Steakhouse where you never leave hungry. Take that special love of your life and you two ask for the amazing $60 steak special, which includes the delicious Riverfront 10-ounce filet and four jumbo juicy fried shrimp, plus a choice of two large, delicious Riverfront sides. You can choose from hibachi fried rice, onion rings, mashed potatoes, spinach supreme, french fries, zucchini, sautéed mushrooms, and the famous Frank Fletcher giant baked potato, which is about as big as a canoe and is a meal in itself. And yeah, 
Yes, it comes with a ton of toppings and, of course, butter. And there is more. Both of you have to save room for trips to the Riverfront Salad Bar, the largest salad bar in central Arkansas, with over 30 items, including baby shrimp, pastas, fresh vegetables, and salad toppings. All of this outstanding food for just $60. So for the perfect date night dinner for two, come to the Riverfront Steakhouse in the Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock. Open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Reservations are recommended. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. 800-725-7193. Have questions about retirement, investments, or your money? Call our financial hotline. Dial 501-381-5228 and leave a voicemail with your specific financial question and our experts will answer it on the Get Ready for the Future show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Get your financial questions answered by the pros. 501-381-5228. Call now. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Genwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed. Made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village. Staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. All right, Bart, I've got two different uh, questions to ask you by way. Well, we'll start with the Asher Record Service. Company life and feedback, and I think you kind of answered this, but maybe not specifically about what uh, Ballhog is asking. So, he says, Honor and Terion, can Bart update us on how they did on the Adidas USA team? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the that's the USA the Euro Select team. So as as I mentioned, so Honor went out there and played extremely well. So I said over ten points. So he was exactly eleven point three points a game. And here's the key thing for Honor. This has been his question mark. You went six for thirteen from the three point line. Okay. That's, that's shooting the ball at an extremely high clip for a guy that had a lot of question marks of his, about his shot two to three years ago. So that just shows right there 
how well-rounded this young man has become, really working on his game. But the experts say he is one of the top five players there, hands down, by far, and the best, Randy Rick, the best two-way player. So combine offense and defense, Honor Botank stole the show. And again, when you're looking at Terrion Burgess, he's so young out there. Being a 2025 and going playing against in Italy with a lot of the Euro- European talent, these are much older players. So he, he scored... I think out of three games, I think he scored eight points in two two of the three games and certainly held his own defensively and hit several shots mid-range, showing great touch, close to the three-point line, and knocked down his free throws. So, Darion Burgess and Honor Botain both, I would say, had a wow when they was in Italy this past week. Now, is both four stars or has honor gotten some uh five star attention no honors 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 five star attention honor is five star attention so honor hit got five star he got the the when you do the cumulative it's right at a force but he got five star attention i think midway through last season randy and of course when he got the gatorade player of the year for the state that kind of is really catapulted him into a summer that has been really, really outstanding as we talk about blowing up. Because he blew up last year. He's really blowing up this year. So I would say when you look at it, and I I have to correct myself, I said Trey Johnson is from Oklahoma. He's actually from Texas, but he plays for Team Durant on the EYBL is why I said Oklahoma. Um, Certainly I think those two could very well, when it's said and done, be the top guards after this season, the top guards, and both of them make the McDonald's All-American game. That's how great of a summer Honor Botain's having. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, I love Terrion's game, and I think he's only going to get bigger and better as he continues to mature and fill out. That's right. Uh, This from our... um, First Arkansas Bank and Trust buzz text line uh, from the nine zero three. What does your expert say about Darian Ford? Why did he leave? Not a, not a D one player, or was it just too much talent on the roster and couldn't get enough minutes? And how is P E N Y O N? That mean he's is that supposed pinion. to mean Kenyon? No, he's talking about Pinion, probably. Ah, yeah, Joe's, oh. yeah, Joe's opinion. Yeah, going to get any minutes? Well, I think so. Darian Ford, li- listen, Darian Ford is a hundred percent a D one player. There's no doubt about it. In fact, when he got minutes, he was extremely productive in those minutes, and we've talked about this at length. It gets to be a point where these young men and the young ladies out there, they have individual goals. So there's certainly not enough minutes or this past season, not enough for D4 to stay at Arkansas. So he makes the choice to go to Arkansas State. Arkansas State is not a slouch mid-major program. That's an extremely storied program with a lot of success that plays at a really high level. So that is not a step down in terms of what most people would think. That's really high-quality basketball at the mid-major level. 
And so there and there's great basketball players all throughout college basketball division one to Don't think so. In fact he met with the the new GM the other day, uh trying to because there's been rumors that they were thinking of moving, uh, trading, and uh, he wants to remain with the Titans. And, of course, the... Uh, so he is still under contract. Yes. The GM okay. said, no, that's just rumors. That's just rumors. Don't worry about that. Yeah, right. We'll running see. Running back. Well, it is interesting the way the NFL treats running backs. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you're great. Let's see. Your rookie contract is over. We're not sure we're going to give you that much money. But in, in, in fairness, look at Dallas's situation where they gave the guy way too much money, and he's never been the same since. Ezekiel Elliott is yeah. who you're talking about. Right. Um, I kind of tease with this. Well, let's do this. I'll, we'll, just, we'll just jump right in. Good evening. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Who are we talking with? Uh, this is DB in Little Rock. Good evening. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thank you. I had a follow-up question um, on the uh, collective discussion you guys were having a little bit ago. Yeah. yeah. Rick, when you Rick, when you mentioned that that they're that the collectives are not going to be considered five hundred one c three charitable organizations. Yeah. That from from the standpoint of the the person con, uh, contributing to them, yes, that has a big impact because it's not tax deductible. But the flip side of that may mean that those entities are then going to pay federal and corporate income tax on their income. So well, that's, that's if, a good point. Great point. So if so if they if they collect five million dollars through mm. their effort, okay. um, and, and if their effort is to collect that money for a purpose then that may be profitable earned income to that company for which they're going to have to pay corporate income tax. Okay. Does that article, does the IRS reg uh, or ruling address that at all? No, no, it did not. But let's, so let's just say that's accurate. Now, again, I'm not a business person, so let me, tell me if I'm right on this. When you're a business, let's say you're uh, Eat My Catfish and you hire... Ten people to work at your restaurant. Your their salaries are taken from your they're in your gross your gross they're taken out of your gross income. So you're only tax liable for your net. Is that correct? Sure. I mean you're going to have a labor okay. you're going to have a labor well, line right. item deduction. Well, the sure. thing for the collectives then is they need to give it all away uh, to athletes. Because otherwise, anything left would be taxed. I think you're, I think you're on to something here. Let's say they got, they brought in five million, but they distributed two. That means that other three million, to your point, would be corporately taxed. That's correct. I and mean, that's at the same time. And the athletes who received the two million, uh, however that was dispersed, they're obviously tax liable because that's income to them. Right. The question of whether they're W-2 employees or contract labor to that company is, a, is for another discussion. But, but yes, you're you're correct. I, I just I just wondered if the reg addressed that because to me that is a question too. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I am just hesitant to think it's a good idea when all these athletic people go running to Congress and want some law passed 
because anytime you get the government involved, it just usually doesn't turn out good for what you what you're looking for. And and this is a typical this is typical of that. If it's not Congress, it's the IRS stepping in and saying, "Okay, nice nice try, but nope, you're paying taxes on this." Well, they obviously have made a determination that under the 501c3 eligibility rules, I mean that the IRS determines whether you have to apply to be a right. charitable organization or 501c3. Right. So That's right. the IRS has categorically decided that their mission uh, and various other factors doesn't meet the requirements of a 501c3. That's that, 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 right. That's right. That is. That is in and of itself huge from the collective standpoint yes. um, for, for purposes other than the people who are contributing to them. I guess that was just my point. So Yeah, that is part of the article, is that the collectives are not charitable organizations. That def, That's what right, the IRS they're is it from intending. The, they're addressing it from the standpoint of deductibility when you contribute to them. They're not addressing it from the standpoint of the collective having taxable income. That's... That seems like it's a yet to be determined. But anyway, I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it. You guys do a great job. Have a good evening. Thank you. And, and that's why, Randy, this discussion just keeps going and going and going because as soon as you think, okay, here's here's the NIL. It's with us forever. It's the way it's going to be. And then this comes along. Well, now, if we know how smart businessmen work, they'll try and figure out another way yeah. to get this done. To where uh, it can benefit the athlete and uh, the collectible is not going to be taxed. Because yeah, depending on because if you if you empty your coffers every year, then you you're you're basically a nonprofit. Even though you're not a 5013C, you're you're let's say you take in a million and a half and you give the million and a half to the athletes. That means you got to raise it every year. There's exactly. No, there's no treasury. It's gone every year. All right, that's it for tonight. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz, animal cruelty. Spay and new to your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. 1037 The Buzz. KABZ Little Rock. Powered by you, the fan. Fire it up. I'm listening. Howie, who is Robert Irwin Jewelers? Well, the short story is my uncle Robert and my dad Irwin. They founded the company in 1977. So what's made Robert Irwin Jewelers so successful? We just do things differently. 